Let's do this. Another day, another dollar. The first edition of Room 415. My name is Owen Ermacher, and to my left, it's Gregory Hansen. And directly in front of me today, in an elegant-looking green bottle, is a Balls Garana Ginger Energy Soda. Balls. Balls. That's the first thing everybody notices. Balls. That's what it's called. And it's just a normal-looking ginger soda, but the back of it, it says, High Caffeine Garana Soda. So do we know what that means? Not really. Basically, all we know is that we're going to be pretty hyped when we drink this. Hopefully. I mean, that's the plan. How does it look to you? To me, it looks uh, it looks okay. It's got like a lot of like pro- projections, like dots around it. it. Protruding. Protruding from yeah. the side of the glass. I don't know if it's for grip or it's if it's just grip. for like aesthetics. Aesthetics. Yeah. I mean, it's not honestly not very comfortable to hold on to. <laughs> Are you a ginger fan? Uh, I'm you, dating you, one. So oh, there you go. <laughs> you no, know, I should be. I would consider myself a ginger you, fan. You yes. fancy a can of the dry here and there? Uh, no, I'm more of a Coke man. But okay, um, I wouldn't reject Canada Dry. Okay, fair enough. But everyone's everything's better wet, so Canada Wet is preferred. Canada Wet. All right, I'll give you that one. Yeah. So I was at uh the Casey Soda Company earlier today, picking up some some sodas to try in here, Indeed. and this is the one that caught my eye first. And so that's this, this is the one we're gonna try first, and we'll we'll pop it open here soon. Owen, what caught what caught your eye? What caught my eye? Well, just look, I mean, maybe we'll get post a picture on Twitter of this bottle, but it's just very elegant. It looks like something from, you know, the Victorian age that they took and decided to turn into a soda. You know what I mean? You don't know what you're saying. No, it's, it does. A uh, Victorian era <laughs> bottle? Yeah. What does that even mean? Look it up. All right. <laughs> Come on now. The you history my favorite part is? Minor. <laughs> okay, you are a history minor. I got you that one. My favorite part, though, I got to say, is the fluid ounces. 10. It's a nice round number. 10 fluid ounces. It's just perfectly 10. 296 milliliters. That's not as perfect of a number, but... Well, it's divisible by 2. Honestly, that's all I care about. It's not divisible by 10. Imagine if it was 10 <laughs> fluid ounces and 300 milliliters. That would be amazing. That would be way too perfect. No, but anyways, Greg, it's our first episode, so I want to ask you, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I just got back from the gym. Got a nice little pump in. Got Hit nice the pump. chest, the shoulders. I cried a little bit. It was a good time. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> I, I feel very good. I feel very good today. I was kind of feeling sad earlier in the week. Yeah. But lately, the last couple of days, I've been feeling very good. That's and good. so I'm very happy to be on. Very happy to be here. And I think we should. I think we should crack this open. Should we? Should, should we, we not? Should we crack it open? All right. Yeah. Let's do it. So, hopefully, this is a twist off. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> be embarrassing. We'll find out. Yeah. So we're gonna put these things up to the mic and. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, and it smoked a little bit. <laughs> oh, it hit an O's. <laughs> Should we take a drink? Let's, yeah, give it a little sip. Oh, that's delicious. Oh, wow. That's actually really good. That is... It's got a nice sweetness to it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's really sweet. Like, it's I got can some taste bite. the sugar You can bite the ginger in there. That's very carbonated. <laughs> it is. It's gonna be coming back up here pretty soon. <laughs> We're gonna be like the entire <laughs> that's right episode. We'll have to slip on this one. Do you know what guarana means? Do you know? Do you know? I I do not. I did look up how to say it before we started, and that's all I came up with. Just guarana. So the the meaning of guarana is a dried paste that is made from the seeds of a South American climbing shrub. 
So I'm assuming, yeah, it contains caffeine. So that's where the the, mm. the stimulant of the caffeine comes from. Stimulant. That's right. So we're going to be getting more hyped as we go on through this podcast because as far as I know, this is basically similar in caffeine content to a cup of coffee. But there is more ounces. Yeah, this is larger than an average coffee. I mean, so here's here's a reference. Cup of coffee, about 95 milligrams. That's eight ounces. Mm-hmm. This thing has 100 milligrams and 10 ounces. Does that add up? I'm not sure. So maybe like a cup of coffee and, a, and a little, another little sip of coffee? Yeah, well, a little, more little than a gulp, little sip, A little gulp, maybe. Maybe two gulps. Two gulps. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. But maybe we should get into our topic for today. So we're going to talk about masculinity. Oh, my gosh. And now that's a pretty big topic yeah. to cover. It's pretty broad. And so when I say masculinity, what, what comes to mind for you? Um, personally... For for me, when I think of masculinity, I think of like the surface level generic stuff. Okay. Like football, beer, chicks, cars, video games that involve shooting things, stuff like that. Maybe the, like war. War. It's all like all the stereotypical man things. Yeah. I guess you could say. Right. Well, I took the liberty of googling what masculinity means, <coughs> so I I got an answer for you. So masculinity is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with boys and men. Boys? Boys and men. It's interesting, right? Because normally we kind of tie masculinity to manlyhood or... Yeah, becoming a man. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that the definition includes boys, right? So then can like a, a boy... Can a boy be masculine? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, can a boy be masculine? Although masculinity is socially constru- constructed, is that the right thing? Yeah. Although masculinity is socially constructed, research indicates that some behaviors considered masculine are biologically influenced. Biologically would imply that it's built into us. Mm-hmm. So I know that I've heard about studies where like they put like a group of boys in with toys that are feminine, quote feminine and quote masculine, so like cars and dolls. And the boys without, you know, oh, without knowing just go straight for the cars. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's kind of like the first toy we give them, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's a boy, it's like, oh, you get trucks. Yeah, so I guess the question is, to what extent is masculinity biologically or socially influenced? Well, I know that, like, like so women don't produce as much testosterone and men don't produce as much estrogen. And those are the two hormones, like, connected to masculinity and femininity. Femininity. Mm-hmm. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> that is a tough one. Um so that's kind of what I think is like, as far as biological is concerned, that's, you know, immediately what I go to is testosterone and estrogen. Okay. I think, I think one question that masculinity is kind of tied to is like, what does it mean to be a man? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so what does it mean to be a man? Is it like an age thing? Is it like when I turn 16, when I turn 18, when I turn 21, I'm a man or is it a physical thing? You know, whenever I get a beard or whenever I, I don't know anything physical or is it like more of an emotional thing i'm not sure i mean that's a really tough question yeah i don't even i mean when would you say you became a man that's that uh, you know it's tough because i think when you're younger you think you're a man you might not be yeah <laughs> you know maybe the first time you, you get behind the wheel of a car or the first time you kiss a girl or something like that you know what i mean yeah and Maybe it has to do with, like, responsibilities. Right. Like, you know, I had to start fending for myself. I had to be start being more independent. Maybe yeah. that's what makes me a man. Well, I kind of think of it like, 
Like, you remember how when we were 16, we both thought we knew everything. Mm-hmm. And I was always told, oh, you think you know everything. And I was like, I know I don't know everything. But, like, at the same time, I had the attitude. Yeah. And now I think I'm more willing to, like, listen. I think the same thing, or listen and get advice. I think the same thing applies to manlyhood. Like, when I was 16, I was like, I like cars. I like, you know, whatever. But just because I achieved some of being a man doesn't mean I was a whole man. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like... Maybe some of the pieces were there, but not quite all the way. Yeah. Finishing the puzzle. Exactly. Yeah. I know. And it's hard to know exactly what it means to be a man because, like I said earlier, the definition talks about how masculinity is socially constructed. Right. Because this is an abstract idea. This is not a concrete idea because there is no real definition as far as academia tells us, you know? Yeah. And so socially constructed, what do you think that means exactly? When I think of socially constructed, I think of everyone but the person involved is told what that looks like. So let me let me continue that more. Okay. So if we're talking about me, then I don't decide what masculinity is. The people around me, the people I am social with, mm-hmm. tell me what masculinity is. When I think of socially constructed, that's what I think that means. So it might be fluid to your own personal environment. Yeah, environment yeah. and culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. And so another thing we've seen very recently in the last few years is attaching the word toxic to masculinity. Yeah. And that Which could start some feathers, right? Yeah. Well, I, I personally don't agree with like all masculinity is toxic. I don't think that that's very fair to those who are masculine and not toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would say... Someone who fits that pretty well is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's literally a bodybuilder. He's a wrestler. He has, like, the definition of surface-level masculinity, right? Yeah. Like, he fits all of those. He was in Fast and Furious. It doesn't get much more masculine than that. Mm-hmm. But he's not toxic. He's got a daughter. He supports his daughter. He was in a movie where he was also a father to a daughter, and that was super, like, pro-girls from what I remember. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's masculine, and he's not toxic. Okay, so g- can you give me an example of somebody who might be toxic? And masculine? And masculine. Let's see, an example of someone who's... Oh, here's another Fast and Furious actor, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, okay. I used to love that guy, and then I found out he is, like, a huge jerk, and, like, he has, like, a Facebook following, and... Oh, oh, who's Hawkeye in Adventures? Oh, Jeremy Renner? Jeremy Renner's another... Like, I think he could be classified as toxic masculinity. Because he made a whole app about himself. Did you know that? I did, I did not know that. So he made an app. There's this guy, Curtis Connor. Look, Go to YouTube. Search Curtis Connor, um, Jeremy Renner. Just search those things. And basically, he made an app that was like Instagram. But you could like it or star pictures of only Jeremy Renner. Hmm. And you had to pay to get stars. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then the app also, I think, costs like $2 or something. So Jeremy Renner is, you know, just feeding into his ego yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it was it was a hilarious video. You should look it up. <laughs> so the definition of toxic mas- masculinity um, basically has something to do with, like, cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and also harm to men yeah. themselves. Right. Um, I don't know. For an example of toxic masculinity, I think we've heard the term mansplaining. I'm so bad at that. Like, honestly, I do that all the time. Yeah. It's like, 
when your girl or a woman needs help. Well, not just women though. Like you could mansplain to a dude. You can do that. I mean, yeah. Like it's or continue that description. No, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying mansplaining is kind of when you just kind of go over the top when your explanation for no reason. Yeah. I don't know. Like try and mansplain something to me. Well, I almost did. That's why I stopped. <laughs> I was literally about to describe mansplaining to someone who knows what mansplaining <laughs> is. I mean, that's like as far as the definition for what mansplaining, that's like as good as it gets. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. But I mean, that's just one of the little pieces of this toxic masculinity thing that um, has come up in recent years. But other examples would be like the term boys will be boys. I hate that one so much. Like the fact that you know, a boy is going to fight another boy or a boy is going to treat women in a certain way. And that's just brushed aside because boys will be boys. Yeah. And that is toxic. I would agree. That's very toxic. Yeah. Um, misogyny, you know, homophobia, greed, violence, all these types of things that are attached to being a man mm-hmm. that are toxic, just foundationally. Yeah. So one way I noticed this was in the fact that, like, if you're if you're a little boy – and you call another little boy a girl, or say they do something girly, mm. that's like the ultimate insult, right? Yeah, for little boys. Uh-huh. And there's this movie called The Sandlot, which I'm sure most of you have seen. The what? The Sandlot. Oh, The Sandlot. About, about baseball. And at one point, two of the boys are kind of going back and forth, making fun of each other, like, you're fat, your mom's ugly, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that standard. Yeah. But then one of them says, you play ball like a girl. And then it just goes silent. And it's like, that's the worst thing you could say to somebody. Yeah. And I don't know. Wh- why do you think that is? I think, honestly, because there's one thing we cannot deny, and that's that, like, men and women are just physiologically different. Mm-hmm. And women are just better at certain things, and men are better at other things. And men are generally, like, if I were to group all men and all women together, men are generally stronger. Like, if there's a tug of war between every man <laughs> and every woman, I think the woman's side would win. Okay. Or, I mean, the man's side would win. Okay. But the women would make the men feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you say that there's and things women are better at and men are better at. Okay, I have a prime that... example. I have a prime example. Okay, go ahead. So, something that, like, a lot of, like, man, I don't even know what to call them, like, people who care a lot about manliness, Bill Burr. Right, he like hates feminism. He thinks it's super bad for America or whatever. He has this point about um, the WNBA, how like people talk about how they don't get paid as much as the NBA does, and he was like, "Well, they also play in empty arenas, so go watch their games." Right? Yeah. But the problem is, is that the WNBA isn't as fun to watch because they're not doing. They're trying to do the exact same thing the NBA does. They're just worse at it. Yeah. I think that they emphasize the wrong part of basketball. Because, like, both you and I have seen videos of, like, 12-year-old girls going nuts with the basketball in their hands. They're juggling between their legs. They're super fast. I couldn't guard her. How come there's not more, like, 5'8 girls, like, breaking ankles? I don't want to see a girl dunk because I know that, like, they number one, that's not what they're generally good at. They're finesse. They're all about finesse, mm-hmm. you know? They can weave in between people. I know that's something that they're good at, so why not highlight that part of the game? Like, they try, like, that side tries too hard to, like, mimic men. But instead, they should just embrace what they're better at, which is the finesse. It's the teamwork. When they when they get together, they can do teamwork pretty well. Stuff like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and I think we see a lot of this stuff in women's sports where they're highly disrespected on the internet. I mean, if you go to like an ESPN, like if you're somebody that likes sports like me, you follow ESPN, you follow Bleacher Report, you follow Fox Sports, and whenever they post anything that has to do with women's sports, like the WNBA or women's soccer, there's always just men in the comments like, I could do this better, or this is stupid, or... Well, the problem is, though, is that, I mean, sometimes they're they're right. (laughs) Sometimes they're, I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes they're just right. But, like, the the, the blatant disrespect for no reason, and then it gets, you know, that's what you see, because that's the most liked comment. Yeah. It's like, why do men, why do boys have to be like that, is my question. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well... I also think some of it has to do with them being insecure about themselves. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, oh, yeah. they're not willing to let a, a woman be... You know what? Actually, yesterday, I did legs, right? I did legs at the gym. So, I got on the uh, the leg press. Mm-hmm. And this girl next to me, she was, like, like 4'10". She looked like she was, like, a buck 20. Yeah. And she was doing the exact same weight I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't doing, like, a little bit. How'd that make you feel? She she looked like she had been in the gym a lot longer than me. Yeah. Like that. I mean, honestly, it didn't really hurt that bad. That's what women are good at too. Is their legs are strong as heck. And she, you know, I wasn't even that upset. That's and the thing. Like, I feel like there's a lot of men out there that would maybe not say anything, but they would take like, take offense to that in their own mind. That's fair. That's true. And so, I guess I just wonder because I'm really not that way, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect or anything. That's just not something I struggle with. That's not what the audience is hearing. <laughs> hearing I know. Say, oh, oh, my God, look at me. <laughs> I'm so good. That's, it's true. Maybe I should just say it. Just say it. Yeah, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another point I have. So in, in, in 2019, this, this commercial came out for Gillette that criticized kind of like the traditional way men behave in our world. The tagline was, bullying, harassment, is this the best a man can get? And... It was kind of just challenging men to do more, that we can get closer to our best. Um, it shows things like, uh, like a man shutting down a woman's thought in an office, mm. kind of like going along with the mansplaining thing. Mm-hmm. It shows a man catcalling an attractive woman, um, and just several things that could be described as toxic masculinity. And the point was to show that men can be better than what we are now. That right. change is possible. That we have to kind of hold our friends the people close to us accountable because it's not fair to treat women in this way. Yeah. So the video did receive praise, but it received about a hundred times more backlash so far that it became one of the most disliked YouTube videos of all time. Currently you can go look at it as 1.6 million dislikes and the comments had to be turned off. So my question is why do you think so many people had a problem with this, with this commercial, this video? Honestly, I think it hurt their feelings. Yeah. Like, if I were if I were someone who cared a lot about being as manly as I could be, mm-hmm. you know, I would look at that and I would think to myself, I feel crappy. Yeah. Because you know what? Sometimes Janet in the office is stupid, and I don't like what she says, so I shut her down, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that all Janets are dumb, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm even saying that the character I was playing right then is right, but I think it really comes down to they just – felt bad and a lot of times people don't like to feel bad and i think gillette underestimated how much toxic masculine masculinity 
was in America. Yeah. Like, they're really under I've Even I did. When I saw the video, I was like, good for them. Yeah. Honestly. Because they're right. I mean, bullying's not right. We teach we teach kids all the time to not bully. And they talked about not bullying in the video. And that's one of the things I was hated on. That was back when my parents still watched Fox News. And so, I was watching Fox News with them. And they literally talked about that. About how, like, bullying was something that they attacked. And they literally said, boys will be boys. And I was like, yeah. what the that doesn't even make sense. And I think with a lot of other things in life, this kind of starts to intersect with politics in a very big way. Yeah. And you kind of get this 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 notion that the left is attacking manhood. It's attacking men. And the right is trying to uphold the traditional values of the patriarchy. And I just wonder, like, where that came from. I don't really know. Well, you know, we're not the only ones. Like... America is not the only people attacking uh, progressivism. Mm-hmm. Um, and also what defines a man is different for every single country. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you look at the like some of the places in the Middle East, not all of them, but some of the places in the Middle East, like women literally can't drive. Yeah. You know, like it's a battle women have to fight everywhere. That's a, that's a good point. Um I guess, like, I don't know. It would be interesting to speak to somebody who um, is very as, as a big proponent of upholding the traditional values of, of manlyhood and the patriarchy and just see exactly what, even from that video, like, what exactly do you feel like is an attack on men? Yeah. And I'd be, I'd be curious to see well, what I, they would say. I feel like they would say, well, it's telling men to be soft. Yeah. You know, it's telling them to be emotional. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. And I actually found some, some interesting data here. Um, and one of the most interesting ones is one of the, more than 8 in 10 men say men face pressure to be emotionally strong. Yeah. So basically, 80% of men feel that they feel pressure on themselves to kind of put a wall up on their emotions and not crack, not show emotion. Yeah. And that kind of goes along with what you're saying, that men you know, are afraid to show emotion. And my question is why? Well, I honestly, I feel like it's, how do I say this? It's like, okay, so picture this. Let's say that you decided you wanted to go and you didn't want to work. Like mm-hmm. you were like, I'm just not good at it. Or not even that. You've been trying to work and you just can't find a job. But then you meet a girl who has a successful career and she's got it all figured out. She can support both of you guys. I personally would love that. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't. <laughs> stay I wouldn't at home mind. dad. Yeah, stay at home dad. I'll clean the house. <laughs> I don't want to, but I'll do it. <laughs> and um, like that is super looked down upon. Mm-hmm. The attitude, I think, isn't as looked down upon anymore. But still, the value of a man is placed directly into how hard of a worker he is and how much he works. Oh, yeah. And so it's hard for men to work hard for their families, then come home and be a good dad, and then also do self-care stuff and, like, yeah. do have proper emotional maturity when they're stressed out at work, they're stressed out at home, and then they're expected to just talk about all of it at once. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. And that's interesting you bring that up. I was talking to a friend last night, and she was telling me how, like with dating, it's it's hard because 
the men in her life, like her father and her grandfather, um, they both value work ethic like more than anything else. Right. And our generation, it's not that we don't value work ethic. It's just not as much of a um, as a focal point as maybe some of these older generations like the boomers and the even some millennials probably too. Yeah. And so it, it, she said it's hard for the men in her life to accept, you know, the boys she brings home because they're just not the same type of person that they are, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, like, another thing that this data tells us is 71% of men feel pressure to be interested in sports. <laughs> it's interesting, right? You know what? Honestly, I can relate to that. Oh, yeah. We all, we all can. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't even know. So, like, remember when I moved to Kansas City? Okay, so this is a little bit of my life. Yeah, so ahead. I moved to Kansas City when I was uh, 12, I think, because it was 2012. I don't even remember, seventh grade. Yeah. So I moved in the middle of the year, and I went from a school that was, like, very um, education-oriented as far as the students go, very education-oriented and also soccer-oriented. They love soccer. I went to a mostly Hispanic school. Still a private school, but, like, most of my friends were Hispanic or Native American, and it was all soccer. That's all we cared about. Mm-hmm. And then I went from there to Kansas City where it was like football and basketball, two sports I rarely played while I was up there. And I didn't even know what the rules of basketball were when I got here. Like, honestly, <laughs> I remember they were like, what's your favorite football team? And I was like, the Colts, because that's what I was told one time when I was five. <laughs> and they were like, what? Remember you specifically were like, not the Chiefs, bro? Are you serious? And I was like... I don't even know who they are. Like, what, what state are they from? Yeah. And I got roasted because I was in Kansas. I know. And, and, yeah, I think that's a similar experience a lot of young people have. Yeah. And like, to fit in, it's like you either decide that you're going to be an outsider or you kind of, like, lie to fit in. Yeah, exactly. And sports is a big thing, especially with boys. Yeah. And, yeah, I could see where you're coming from. And I, I remember even, like, even the kids that chose to be outsiders. Like, I can remember one uh, friend we both had in particular. Yeah. It's terrible. It sounds horrible, but we would make fun of them, you know. Yeah. You know, we really would. And you know, <laughs> I feel really bad because he like liked anime and I would absolutely roast the mess out of him. Ooh, you like Japanese cartoons? You're weird. And now I like love anime too. <laughs> and so I feel bad. I wish I would have just not been so full of myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Not have been s- if I wasn't so toxic. Yeah. I I could have potentially made like a good friend and i could have also not hurt his feelings which would have been nice he was into things that i'm into now yeah like you remember one time he was talking about forging remember he was talking about forging knives yeah and we roasted him i watch videos of that like all the time oh (laughs) yeah videos of people forging knives we i mean we're exposing ourselves here but i think this is the case for a lot of people that you kind of have to like lie to fit in or you yeah. just don't fit in. You get bullied. Yeah. And that's kind of the sad reality. And I'm not saying that it has to be that way, but I'm just giving our experience. No, I, and it's weird because we're at a point now where we're like, okay, toxic masculinity is bad. But I think it's very good that we're able to recognize that we at one point were toxic. Yeah. And we fit that um, construct of what toxic masculinity looks like. Yeah, we're exactly. seeing it from two different it's called, Yeah, I mean, it's growth. And that's all you yeah. can really ask for. Right. So here's some more data. Um, I love data. <laughs> 57% of men are feel like they need to be willing to throw a punch if they're provoked. So that's where this violence comes in. So not <laughs> violently provoked, just provoked. So maybe like you look at me the wrong way. I, I, feel, like the, I feel like provoked implies violence. 
that it specifically says not violence in my data. Oh, really? So it could be anything like, you know, said the wrong thing, looked at me the wrong way, did the wrong thing. Seventy percent. No, that's fifty-seven percent. Oh, fifty. That's yeah. Interesting. And okay, another piece of data I have: forty-five percent of men join in with other men when talking about a woman in a sexual way. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's very accurate. I would I mean, say. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, but I, but also to be fair though, I think women do the same thing. Yeah, that's fair. Like I don't even I don't I don't really think that that's being taught like. Well, it's not healthy. I think it depends on the situation. Yeah, the context is important. Yeah, there. I think the context <laughs> matters. And then this one, the last one I have, 40% of men feel pressured to have many sexual partners. Yeah. Does that sound right to you? I mean, based on what I see in the media. I mean, not in my immediate circle, but that's because we both were raised in like a super private. Yeah, conservative Christian, conservative Christian type school. environment. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to throw those pieces of data out at you. I thought those were interesting. Yeah, that is super interesting. Um, Wait, go back to the provoked thing. What was that? 57% of men uh, feel like they need to be willing to throw a punch if provoked. Did you ever feel that way? Have you ever felt, like, has anyone ever, like, been like, oh, and you suck ass, and then you're like, I should punch him? Like, have you ever felt that way ever? I know. I'm very uh, anti-violence, very uh, non-confrontational type person. So I would be <laughs> in the 43%. That is not. Have you ever been in a situation <laughs> where you thought you were going to throw hands? Never. Are you serious? I, I know that's really, I know that's really kind of maybe You're sad. You're capping. I know, I know, that might be sad, are you and embarrassing for you <laughs> to hear. But it's true. I, I've done a good job avoiding violence in my <laughs> yeah. life, and I hope to keep it that way. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. So, recently, I think it was Vogue. Harry Styles wore a dress. Love to see it. You love to see it. So, how does that fit into this topic of masculinity? Well, people hated him because he wasn't masculine about it. Yeah. I mean, they were mad because. He wore a dress, and gosh darn it, only men who are Irish wear dresses, and he's British. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's you see right. There? With the kilt. With the kilt. Yeah, and, and like I said, Ben Shapiro was going to come up, and he did come up. We see people like him referring to this on The Attack on Masculinity. That was the title of his YouTube, his or his voice, podcast. His voice is an attack on masculinity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm all, I'm all here for the Ben Shapiro slander. <laughs> but anyways, I think... The point but is, he is invited to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he can come on if he wants to. No, but the thing is, he, he gets millions of views. Yeah. And I'm assuming most of his audience is men. And they definitely agree with this whole attack on masculinity. Right. And something about Harry Styles re- wearing a dress really gets to people, where it really gets to men. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, try, try and look at, it, look at it from their perspective. I mean, does it just because it, just it makes them uncomfortable? Is that most of it? I think, I think maybe, and I, I think maybe it's more of a, it's for the kids attitude, like a WandaVision thing, mm-hmm. you know, like they really want, for some reason, Harry Styles to just emulate what a masculine man is. Yeah. And when he was talking about watermelon sugar and stuff and like, you know, feminine bodies and sex, that's great. We love that. We want our little boys to have sex. You know, that's what they're saying. But then when he does this, like, oh, that, what? He, but he, he was talking about having sex with women, but now he's wearing it. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, they want, they want him to stay in one idea of what, the one box that they put him in. Yeah. He's not allowed to make his own box and be in it. I think, yeah, I think that's kind of amplified just by the, just the state we're in as a country, like yeah. how polarized we are. Um, yeah, if you do one thing one way, there's no way you could, at all believe anything else that's right 
that's sadly the way sadly the way it looks right now. I mean, that's the way the media acts, both CNN and Fox. That's the way they act. Yeah. If you are one way, you cannot be the other. I know, and there's, I think there's just this yearning for balance from, okay, here's how I look at the media. Mm-hmm. I think that we see about 20% of perspectives, and 10% of it comes from the very far right, yeah. and the other 10% comes from the very far left. Yeah. And that's 20% of people, but I feel like that makes up maybe 75, 80% of what we see in the news. Yeah. But there's this 80% in the middle that's more moderate, more balanced. The silent majority. The silent majority. And their voices are not getting heard. But what they're seeing is these crazy alt ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think the media has unfortunately kind of just polarized us. And I'm not saying it's just the media. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too political, but I think uh, the, the last president we had, Donald Trump, really – um, contributed a lot of that to a lot of that polarization, mm-hmm. but I just think in the last five years it's gotten pretty ugly. Yeah, and that's another example of toxic masculinity oh right yeah. there. I, there's a huge double standard with that one too, because when Bill Clinton had an affair, you know, he was um, impeached for that, but Mr. Trump had like three wives. Like, wasn't Melania's third? so and then he also t- like blatantly talked about sexual assault if a democrat president had done that he wouldn't have been elected uh, i mean yeah i mean because you, you, you could imagine Democrats would have supported him and republicans would have been like he's not christian yeah i mean if, if barack obama had a scandal even half that size <laughs> yeah i mean it would have been over <laughs> for my man <laughs> yeah exactly and it's it's you see toxic masculinity come up in different ways too where they're just so focused on self-conservation as opposed to like community health you know what i mean yeah like especially in america oh yeah and uh, just overall we just have this culture of big boys don't cry yeah suck it up stop crying before i give something to cry about unless you give me something to cry about then i'm gonna ball my eyes out and i'll swing punches while i'm doing it that's right that's just how it feels yeah and from all sides yeah, and why is it unacceptable for boys or men to cry? Why are we told not to cry as kids? I mean, were were you told I, that? I was told to not cry in public. Hmm. So I was told to make sure you know who you're crying in front of. Like, you can't cry in front of just anybody. Basically, you don't want to show too much emotion. You don't want to show emotion. I mean, you don't want to show emotion in front of everybody. You can show emotion to people you care about. And people who care about you. Okay. You know? I get, yeah, I get that. Which I, I personally agree with. I think there's a certain, like, there's a certain need for stoicism. Like, sometimes you should be stoic mm-hmm. in certain situations, especially when you're a leader. Yeah. And there's a lot of people counting on you. You've got to be stoic. Dignity. And then, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. dignity. Then go cry to the people who are support, supporting you. Yeah, and I, I think I can get down with that belief. For sure. <laughs> but I think thankfully, though, I have not fallen into this trap of, I think a lot of men would literally like rather die than like tell another man that they're, that they're hurting or going through a hard time. The crazy thing is, is I think that's 100% true. Oh, yeah. I like, I mean, the suicide rates in white men mm-hmm. is the highest. It's the highest. Yeah. And men in general, the hi- it's higher than women. Because we're told not to deal with our emotions by 
I mean, I wasn't told that by my parents, but the movies told me that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not until recently that we've been seeing men process emotions outwardly. Like that movie, One Night in Miami. Mm-hmm. That movie, you got to see it if you haven't seen it. It's literally just four men at the top of their careers processing some raw emotion. Yeah, it's uh, Malcolm X. Um, Jim Brown. Jim Brown, football player. Muhammad Ali. At the time, he was Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay, and then... Um, Sam Cooke. Yeah, Sam Cooke. So, yeah, four four very prominent black men, um, and they kind of just spend a night, you know, in, in high emotion, you know, being creative. It's right after Muhammad Ali beats Sonny Liston for the first time and becomes um, heavyweight champion of the world. So Muhammad Ali's on the top of the world. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm X is literally in the process of being excommunicated by his own religion that he helped build. Yeah. Well, not his religion, but the organization that he helped build. So you have Muhammad Ali, who's at the top of the world, and Malcolm X, who's literally at the bottom. Like, his own people are sending him death threats because he rejected Elijah Muhammad. So it's... Or he was in the process of getting ready to reject Elijah Muhammad. So it's a very interesting time for both of them. And Jim Brown is getting ready with a movie coming out. I mean, it's just, they've all got these things. Sam Cooke is very insecure about certain songs. It's a fantastic movie. You, you got to check it out. And it honestly hits really hard with what we're talking about. It, uh, it, it fits very well. And it, it fits well because when you, when I think of even my own family, and I'm from a white family. Quarter Mexican. <laughs> I, am, I, I am a quarter Mexican. I will throw that in there. but <laughs> But yeah, I mean. It was never really, like, a thing to, like, talk about your deep-down emotions just openly. Yeah. And I come from a family of all mostly – I mean, obviously, I have a mother, but two brothers, and those are my only siblings and a father. And we just never really did that. We never really got real with each other. And yeah. if, I were, if I were to have tried that or if I – even maybe now, like, it would be uncomfortable. And I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think that's honestly something where I'm really lucky – is that ironically, um, my mom uh, is the one who is more like sports oriented than my dad. Like my dad likes football and basketball, but that's about it. But my mom likes everything: mm-hmm. soccer, football, MMA. Um, freaking, what's that one where you throw the stone on the ice? You know what I'm talking about? Hockey? No, not hockey. Well, <laughs> she likes hockey too. My dad likes hockey too, but no, it's the one where they like sweep. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Curling? Curling. There you go. Loves curling. <laughs> She'll. I've literally walked in on her watching that and, like, getting hype. <laughs> and my dad has always been the one to connect with me on an emotional level. So, like, I've been really lucky, I think, because his dad didn't connect with him on an emotional level. He recognized he needed that, and so he, like, made an effort to do that for his son. And I'm, I'm very lucky that I've had my dad do that. And my mom do that. Like, I've gotten both sides of that. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'm very lucky from that standpoint. Yeah, that, that, that is a very good con- dynamic to have in your in your own family. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're running out of time, so I want to hit a couple more things. Let's talk about homophobia. Hmm. That's, a t- that's, that's not an easy topic to talk about, but I think it fits in here. I do. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, if you grew up in a high school or a middle school, you used the word gay. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Most of you did. I did. 
Sometimes I still do. <laughs> you hate to admit it, but I mean, you call you call something gay. Way. That's bad, and yeah, that's very. <laughs> very offensive when you look back on it <laughs> but <laughs> we're just being honest i mean yeah it's true people used gay as a bad word so one time when i was um i lived with my uncle at one point and the way he r- runs his household is if you do like extra chores like certain chores that are just really difficult you get paid for it so mine was mowing the lawn but he only paid me like i think it was like two dollars to mow the lawn like every other day or something, or every other two days. Yeah. And I was like, $2? That's gay. And he was like, it's gay, huh? And then he just didn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, now you do it for free, and you have to do it. And I was like, oh, my God. It's <laughs> a good so, way to deal with that one. <laughs> I know. He liked, he shut that one down hard. Um, so that's, yeah, that's just a story. No, yeah, and that's important because I'm a teacher, or I'm going to be a teacher. Um, I student taught the last semester yeah. and I've been in lots of public schools with lots of kids and I've seen kids that are struggling with their with their gender identity with their sexual identity and I could imagine being in their shoes you know hearing these these offensive terms being thrown around and how that would make them feel right and how does that fit into toxic masculinity well it does because that type of action those type of words are a detriment to the people around you um and that is toxic. That's like the definition of toxic right there. Yeah. And so this whole homophobia thing fits in really well. Um, and it's kind of sad. And it's also a double standard. Yeah. You know, like like when we were younger, it was very clear that lesbians were hot mm-hmm. and gays were not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it was a very good point actually like that like it's a huge double standard and it's like the definition of masculine of toxic masculinity because you you look at two girls making out and it's like okay that's something i want to be a part of it it helps me a lot i like it (laughs) but then you um see two dudes making out hold on a second wait a minute i've been told not to like this Mm -hmm. and i don't know if i like it or not i'm scared of it I hate it. You're gay. And yeah. gay is a bad thing. Gay, yeah. That's the thing. And that's something that we have to work on. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll close with this question. How can we be better? Do you have any ideas? What do you think? I think it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Like like literally at the beginning of the podcast, when I started to mansplain to you and I stopped myself, I've done that quite a few times now, where I've started to mansplain, especially to my girlfriend. <laughs> God bless yeah. her soul. And... <laughs> I had to stop myself because I knew what I was about to do. And I saw, I recognized the signs, the early signs. Mm. That's, a, yeah, that's a good one. Just, just little things here and there to make yourself better. Um, what does Michael Jackson say? It's the, the man in the mirror? Yeah, look at the man in the mirror. That's I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one. And what, is, what are you asking him to do? I'm asking him to change his ways. Oh. Uh, you know the vibes. <laughs> got the vocals I on I do him. be having vocals on me. That was, that was fake. <laughs> <laughs> that was Michael, yeah. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, would you like to say something? Well, I just... <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're funny, right, guys? We're, <laughs> we're hilarious. <laughs> no, but what do you think? So, so it's a daily thing, but then how do we, Owen, how do we affect, like, culture? How do we affect culture? I think just waking up every day with 
the idea that I want to be the best man I can be. I think what gets lost is that it's not a fight against masculinity. It's a fight on how how can masculinity be better? How can I be a better man? Yeah. It's not about not being manly. It's about let's change the idea of what it means to be manly. Right. You know? Yeah. And with a lot of other things in life, it's like the very unsatisfying answer to the question. It's just balance. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, honestly. And that's not sexy. That's not like a fun answer. It's not exciting, but it's like. That's what it takes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's okay to be manly. It's okay to like sports. It's okay to like cars. But when you do it so much and that becomes your entire identity and becomes toxic. When it affects someone, someone else. Yeah. And it makes someone else feel bad. Exactly. Becomes a bad but, but also it's like self-care is okay too. You know, if yeah. I want to get a manicure, I'll get a manicure. Why not? They hurt. Yeah. They hurt. They, uh, Greg doesn't like them, but I do. <laughs> That's okay, though. Suck. That's okay. And no. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> no, and if I need to talk to a friend about something, if I need to cry on my friend's shoulder. Owen, I'm always here for you, bro. That's the thing, and that's a good thing. And o- and I know that Owen's always there for me. Yeah, and that's what you have to talk about with your friends. I think I, – I will say this about our generation. I think we're, like, getting around to, to to this general attitude, like, especially on TikTok, like, tucking the boys in at night, cuddling yeah. with the boys. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all stuff that I think in, like, the 2000s would have been like, what? That's super gay, dude. Are you serious right now? Yeah. I can't believe you're cuddling. You're tucking the boys in. That's not even funny. <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. Yeah. And, of course, those guys exist today, but not as many. Yeah. And I, I think hopefully we're going in the right direction. Um I think another thing is the mental health stigma. Oh yeah. About how, you know, men don't need to get help. You don't need to find help. Um, yeah. I think that is going away. Hopefully, um, like I, I said, like uh, the worst that can come out of that is the suicide rate. You know, we'll drop. Yeah. Yeah. And so, anyways, is there anything else I, you want to say? Yeah, I have another question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this was posed on TikTok. I wish I remembered who actually asked it, but, um. Instead of asking, why do boys act so gay around each other? Why do boys act so straight around girls? <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's right. It's a tough one. Let's talk about this drink a little bit. So Greg Greg killed his. I still got about... Like most of the glass. Most of the glass left. I would say like five ounces. Oh, he's... Yeah. Chug it. You won't. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> why? All right, I'll chug it. Come on. Chug. Chug. Cheer him on, cheer him on in your car. Scream or not? Never mind. He gave up. Oh, he's about to throw it's, up. It's uh, it's 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 very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very carbonated. It's very carbonated. How many its was that, well, bro? Like I started to chug it and then it like expanded in my mouth. I think that was five. I had to like either swallow it or spit it it's. out. I think it was more than that. <laughs> it's 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 it was five. No, it. The thing is, it tastes very good. <laughs> it it, tastes, it good. tastes very good. It's got very a nice carbonated. ginger bite to it. It is very, very carbonated. And the caffeine is hitting like a brick at this exact moment. My face is tingly. His face is tingly. My brain's going. Um, we feel really, really good. But not in like a gateway. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. No homo. <laughs> That's funny because the last point we ended on was <laughs> <I know>. like... <laughs> no, but I do kind of feel that way. Don't cancel us, though. I know. Please. <laughs>